Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here with my Outdesk, and we're excited because maybe today, maybe the new funding for PPP might happen. And I've got a special guest today, Ann Donovan from Zinium HR, and we're going to talk about everything related to employees, HR stuff. And thank you so much for joining us. Let's start real quick with your background and your story. Okay, wonderful. Thanks for having me, Daniel. It's wonderful to be here. So I am one of those unique birds that has worked for the same employer for my entire career. So yeah, 29 years with the Stoller Group of Companies. And one of those companies that I've spent the last, oh, 24 years or so with is Zenium HR. So yeah, I'm I'm an HR person by background and training and have had the pleasure to be able to take on the role of uh, president for Zenium these last 11 years. So it's been a, a roller coaster ride, mostly good. And this last, you know, five, six weeks has definitely been one of these. So uh, we're hanging in there and doing all right. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And um, so did you start at the front desk? I mean, 29 years. I mean, did you literally start like answering phones and saying hi to people? I did. In fact, I was an intern in my bachelor's degree. So even pre-graduation, I worked for Express Employment Professionals, which is a sister company to Zenium. So definitely answering the phone and running payroll. I love it. All the way from there to president. Well, it's it's a good start. Yeah. Today's topic is the pivot people or people pivot. So we're going to talk about, you know, what the CARES Act is doing, the PPP stuff, also the different classifications. One thing about your company is that you are primarily an HR kind of consultancy, like that's your main business. So let's talk a little bit about that. So people have an understanding of what you do and like what your world looks like so they can listen and then understand your expertise. Great. Yes. So we serve customers in in three basic ways, but across all of those three service offerings, we always do HR. So we go to market as a human resource company. And then within that, while we, our roots are in PEO, professional employer organization, We also do ASO services for our clients, which is the integration of payroll and HR and benefits administration. And then we do human resource consulting, HRO, we refer to it as, where we have uh, retainer agreements with our clients and really become the extension of their team as their HR department. We do a lot of training and development and uh, organizational development with compensation design and leadership coaching. So really our brand is about human resources for the small to mid-sized business community. I love it. What's interesting is you guys actually have like a coaching slash consultant to see arm to your business. Talk to me about that. I mean, it's interesting because we're going through these like you said, this roller coaster of times, what are those conversations looking like right now? Well, you know, people are, are, are fearful and, and this is new for all of us. So having a leadership coach, somebody that you can use as a sounding board and yeah. bounce ideas, well, how do I handle this communication to my employees, to my fellow leaders? Um, it's been one really amazing aspects of our business is that while we are, you know, a PEO and doing payroll benefits administration and the HR generalist work that all good PEOs do, we've been able to blend in some of that higher level coaching and training for managers that has rounded out our service offerings in a way that offers these extra layers of a larger, wider 
HR department. And, and so we, in times like now, when things right. are really uncertain and people are in a changing landscape, we can dive in and help with those leadership coaching conversations because it's really good HR and good communication. It's new for us too, but it's been amazing to be able to offer that in addition to our core competencies. Okay, so we're going to dive in because we've got a lot of topics to cover and we're going to start with the PPP because it just came out this morning that they've reauthorized more money or there looks like there's going to be a deal on the table. Now, the conundrum that I want to talk about is many businesses are not yet open, meaning they may want the money, but then not have the business to take advantage of the money and not sure whether they should open or hire back people. And I'm curious your perspective around that. Yeah, it's a tricky timing situation, right? Yes. Um, you, people are now getting funded. Uh, many of our clients are seeing those dollars come into their accounts. And yet if they're in the restaurant space or uh, we have a few um, workout facilities, they're closed down. So right. the, the risk and the challenge is, In order to get the money forgiven, you need to bring those employees back to work. But if you are open, if you are not open and you're shut down, how helpful is that going to be? So I don't know that there's a whole lot a business can do because it's a first come first serve and you just got to get in there and hope for the best that you can get that money funded. And yet I've heard about businesses who got funded and then felt like, oh, that happened a little too early and I can't even open up for at least another, you know, perhaps four to six weeks. And so being able to bring my employees back isn't really going to benefit the business. I wish it had been four or six weeks later. So that's the conundrum. And, you know, I think you just have to look at your own particular situation of, you know, those key employees and who Mm -hmm. would you want to bring back to make sure that you are tethering them to your business? Because we will get on the other side of this. And I think one of the worst things that can happen is people lose their great employees to another employer because of that uncertainty. Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier about what are some strategies. So we'll get into that. But I think there is a lot of information in this topic or at least a topic or talking points. Like, for instance, let's say we're a service company. You know, even if we open up today, like let's say you're a car, you know, repair shop. Well, guess what? I haven't drove my car in almost 45 days. Like we're just not driving anymore. So, you know, I don't need my oil changed. I don't need new tires. I don't need a clean. I do need a haircut though. I do abs- <laughs> you know what? Those, oh my goodness. Haircut. <laughs> I can't wait. You know, like I said, that's the first thing. Haircut and a nice restaurant. I cannot <laughs> wait for those things to reopen. But what do you say to somebody who's got, you know, declining sales, not open. They've got some of the PPP. They want to keep their employees. They're not sure how to spend the money. Like what's your advice from an HR perspective? You know, I would prioritize the list of people that are, are critical to your business. And, and those are the ones that I think it's worth the investment to bring them back on your payroll, even if you don't have work to give them, because you want to keep them when we get on the other side of this. Right. So writing out what we've been guiding our clients on is really several different scenarios, whether you know, you've got the PPP and now you need to figure out how to maximize the forgiveness of that loan, right? You gotta use 75% of it for mm-hmm. the employee, um, component, but then perhaps there's an element to use the social security deferral up until the point that you ask for that forgiveness. If, if cash is an issue, 
then perhaps you want to be able to navigate the timing of using the deferral up until you ask for forgiveness. So there are some, I think, levers you can pull. And in terms of the HR world, it's really looking at your own particular situation and thinking, it's really hard to do, but thinking three months and six months down the road. And really, you know, most of us are not in this for just a few months. We're in this for the other side. So you have to force yourself to think in these mid and long-term scenarios. And I think it's, it's always for us about people. It's always about those employees and making sure that you're keeping them engaged that they're, they're feeling communicated to. So we've been spending a lot of time talking to our clients about what communication have you given to your employees so that they, even if you don't have answers, they're hearing from you every single week. Hey, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. Here's the deal. Mod wants to support you. My Outdesk wants to be a partner to you as you go through these change. And so we put together a lot of tips and tricks and tools to help you survive. Not only how do you get the stimulus package, but how do you update your value proposition? What do you say to clients? What should you be doing right now? And who should you be serving? So we've put all that together in a simple guide. All you need to do is text MOD to 31996 and you'll get your copy right now completely free. And we just want to serve. It's our civic duty as a country, as a nation to stay productive. And we want you to have all of the things that you need to have right here, right now to survive and thrive in this uncertain time. My name is Daniel Ramsey, and I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's interesting because um, we're helping our clients. And to your point, it's making a plan like what is a short term, midterm thing and what's our long term you know, plan because we're a staffing company. We have virtual assistant services. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is there's so much uncertainty in right now in understanding what the short term revenue picture is going to be. You know, yeah. like are people going to want to buy things? Are people going to want to go out? Will our schools reopen. I mean, I, I'm a wrestling coach at a high school and I oh. love wrestling and I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, you know, this fall when our, our normal, you know, situation. So I think there's a lot of challenge in knowing and predicting what sales are going to be. But what we're helping our clients do is think about your value proposition in today's new world. So, you know, we have a good client who is a house cleaner and I know that sounds crazy, but she cleans houses and commercial spaces. And so mm-hmm. we're talking with her and she's like, well, I don't know what, what's my new value proposition in Corona times. Like, what do I say? And I'm like, well, you're the only certified Corona specialist to help clean office. And she's like, oh my goodness, you know? So we're yeah. helping our clients kind of zig and zag, rebrand their, their value proposition, as well as think about ways to drive value for your internal staff so that even if you bring them back and sales aren't awesome, what are some of the projects that you need to do? What are some of the things that would add to the long-term enterprise value of your business? I'm just curious, what does that look like for you guys and your clients? Yeah, I think uh, a topic that we've spent a lot of time talking about with internally and with our clients is this cross-training element. Um, In small business, right, everybody needs to wear a lot of hats and you, you need to make sure that those folks that are highly productive, really good at what they do, are trained and ready to be deployed on as many different things as you need them to do because I think this new normal is gonna be potentially for a while you're going to rely on people to do more things than they used to do. And Mm -hmm. when people can do those things, 
it's going to make them that much more valuable to the business. You know, for us, we do a lot of HR consulting and there's tons of HR questions right now. So our pivot is that we're really trying to talk to companies about how can we help support you through all the questions around um, the Department of Labor regulations and their guidance that changes and has been changing and, and being ready and nimble for them to help interpret and answer those questions that's been really helpful. And, and, you know, our team has been busier than ever with those types of conversations. So that's been really good. And it's a little bit of doing what we do really well, but in a new landscape and in a new normal. So I think the connecting with your employees, even if they're laid off, furloughed, not in the office, like that's a tricky one, right? So how do you do that? And what does that look like from your perspective? Being the yeah. HR person, I'm really curious. Yeah. So I'll just talk about what Zenium has done because it's something that I think we always challenge ourselves. We could be doing more, but a couple of things we've done that have been effective. We have a culture is really important to us and we help, you know, work with our clients and how do they build and maintain a a great culture for their employees. One of the ways we've done that is through our recognition program, give each other wow cards. We have this monthly all team meeting in normal times where we all get together well, now we've pivoted to handle that via a, a Teams meeting that we record and we read off the recognition to all of the employees and it has exploded in our company. So it's probably triple what we normally get in these recognitions. And then I'm on the call and a couple other folks from our um, uh, employee satisfaction team that we call Excite uh, are reading these off and then we publish that every single week. So they're hearing my voice it's a feel-good thing about what we're, yeah. how we're helping each other out. And, and then we're doing written communication, too. So emails that go out and say, okay, week four of people working from home, the, this is what's going on. And just trying to remind people about the EAP benefits. If you're feeling isolated, remember that you've got this benefit out there. All the different things that Zenium has done along the what's way. E- what's EIP? I don't know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Too many acronyms in HR. Yeah, yeah. So, Remember, e- I'm a dumb entrepreneur. I'm probably <laughs> one of your clients, you know, or I should be. <laughs> yeah, we would love that. Um, so EAP is Employee Assistance Program. Ah. And right, there are oftentimes kind of a, a real affordable benefit that provides counseling, confidential counseling services to employees so that managers, HR people, we're not counselors, not licensed to do that kind of work. And when our employees are challenged and they're going through tough personal situations, they can have a phone call and then in normal times, an in-person visit with a counselor if they need it. Because everybody is in this very uncertain place and they need these, they need support system and a sounding board. So it's, it's think, digging deep into what you already did well before yep. this challenge and then reminding employees that those resources are there. I love it. Okay, we're going to do the people pivot portion of this. There's a lot of interesting, there's tax advantage stuff going on. There's a lot of options for employees and employers. Unemployment is crazy um, rich these days for employees. We were talking, you're in Oregon, we're in California. It's over $1,000 a week in both of our states. Let's talk through some of the options as an employer to kind of shepherd our people through this time frame if we can't use them in their full capacity. And then how do we get them back? Because you don't want to lose your best talent, right? So let's talk through all of those things, Anne. Yeah. So, so some of the strategies that we have been working with our clients on is this notion between what's the difference between furlough and layoff. And so when this first started, we were really talking with our clients about, you know, if this is a timing, a short-term situation, then a furlough is a great option because 
it typically means that you're keeping them on benefits, but they are not being paid so they can access the unemployment system. And so that's sort of a, I call it a hybrid approach before a layoff. Mm. Now a layoff typically means that the benefits are stopping and and a COBRA letter would go out if there's benefits in play. And that's a little bit more of a permanent um, situation. But if you have the ability to look at a furlough first, it gives employees, again, the benefit coverage for an extra month or two. And it allows you to continue to have a conversation with them about there's this potential of bringing you back. The other thing I would mention, Daniel, is that um, work share is a a valid option for some employers. And I know you know about this uh, model, but it's this ability to say, we need all of our employees. We don't want to lay any one individual or a handful of individuals off. Mm -hmm. So how do we reduce the schedules of all perhaps 20 or 40% and then they get unemployment for that pro rata portion? So that's been a really good model for a lot of our clients. Okay. Well, it's interesting. On the work share, can you ask them to take their vacation time or can you ask them to do, I mean, is that a, a, an approved strategy in your world? That would be a little different because work share would pay when the employer is not paying, right? And, and if you have paid accrued leave, that's an example of an employer, you know, using money from their books to pay mm-hmm. their employees. WorkShare is really about sharing in a reduced schedule so that the employer gets the benefit of those wages not going out each week, yep. but the unemployment kicking in in that kind of pro rata basis for a mm-hmm. period of time. Now, you may need to change that strategy as your own situation evolves. So you could move from WorkShare to full unemployment for some of those individuals, for everyone. I think that's the advice we've been giving is be, be prepared to change up that strategy as your business changes. Because with people, back to the PPP, if people are getting funded, they're going to be incented to bring those employees back to work. So they may not be on unemployment anymore, but we've got to find ways to make sure that you are maximizing how you can use those employees so that you can get that loan forgiveness. So I think it's all, you got to layer the, how do we maximize an unemployment if we need to and, and what levers inside unemployment versus PPP versus social security deferral sort of like a chessboard, isn't it? The things that it's you- like crazy math. I mean, to be honest, like the other night I was playing with spreadsheets and trying to understand exactly. I mean, I think a lot of us are in that scenario. Like, okay, wait, who do I need to talk to? And what's the scenario? So, and you've agreed before we wrap up, you've agreed to do a free consultation yes. for people. So let's talk about that. And then we'll kind of wrap up with a, how do I keep my employees, even if they're furloughed or laid off, or how do I get them to come back when I need them to come back? So let's talk about what's your free offer for our okay. folks. Absolutely. So one of the things that we do all day long, every day for many, many employers is is what we call go to HR. And it's, it's an extension of our client's team. They can call their HR business partner and ask a hotline question is what we call them. So we would be willing for anybody who's watching this podcast to give me a call info at zeniumhr.com and just reference that you saw the podcast with you and I, and we would be happy to help with a hotline related HR question. Okay. Cause I can't spell, I didn't do well in English in high school. <laughs> How would I spell that? Um, Zenium HR say that yes. for the audience. So um, our, on our website, it would be info I N F O at Zenium HR X E N I U M H R.com. I bet you have to do that all the time, right? We do. Like, yes. Yeah. Pronunciation of Zenium as well. Okay. Zenium. 
Perfect. Okay. So thanks again for being here. I think it's been awesome. Uh, one thing that I want to wrap up with is just how do I stay connected to our employees when they're maybe not doing a full work schedule or they're not in the office or they're no longer with the company? And if I want to bring them back, what does that look like? And just give us some tips and strategies around keeping your talent on the bus, so to speak. Great. Yes. One of the ways that we've um, internally been operating and also advising our clients is to have a daily huddle. Mm -hmm. Now that's for your employees that are working from home remotely. We're used to just perhaps walking down the hall and saying, Hey, I've got this question or let's have a quick stand-up meeting. Now we're calling them huddles because people need to be grounded in what's important now. And, and mm-hmm. what do I need to do today and this week along in concert with the rest of my team? So this daily and weekly huddle, I think, is a great strategy for remote workers. Mm-hmm. It's a way for you to you can see people through video conference. I mean, I highly recommend if you can get both video and audio, it makes a huge difference because you get that nonverbal. Mm. And then in terms of bringing people back, I think staying connected, if you end up getting into a furlough or layoff position, have your managers reach out to those folks. If you really want to keep those folks tethered to the business, they need to hear from the people that they're most connected to. And that I think will really help with the culture of when people are coming back into the workplace. They don't feel like they were just forgotten, that they're a part of the family and they stay connected and important to the business. Okay. So your answer is amazing textbook. It's perfect, but give me the nitty gritty because how would you actually do that? Like, Hey, I'm your manager. I know you're no longer employed with us, but we want you to stay with us. And I'm just checking in. I mean, what's the interaction look like? Yeah. I mean, I think it's different depending on if they're in a furlough and they're still on your benefit plans than if they're in a full layoff. I think, you know, obviously you can gauge the, the conversation a little bit differently, but, you know, connecting with your leadership team and you really identifying who are those people that when we get on the other side of this, we want them back. I would treat it like a conversation with a regular active employee because Mm -hmm. relationships don't begin and end just because they're coming into the workplace. A relationship is a relationship. So you're asking them how their family is. You're asking them, you know, how they're navigating the unemployment system and really just checking in on a human level. Um, And you're not promising because you can't promise anything yet. But that human connection is what really makes a difference. And people remember that. They do. Yep. Okay. And Donovan, Zenium HR, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been great. I really appreciate your professionalism, all the advice that you have. And just thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Daniel. It was a pleasure to be here. 